Let's try this again. Hello, hello. I'm Mayor Watt, and this is the Hometown Daily News Show for December 17th, 2022. Let's get into today's articles. Yep, I'm doing another late show. Hello, I am Mayor Watt, and that is hometown.com. Might see a slightly different presentation, but not the site difference. Um, I'm still working on that, but... Uh, I'm now, I've got a dual system stream and I'm still working out some of the minutia therein. And, um, so yeah, let's, let's get into today's articles and I'll go through them real quick and we'll just, we'll just cross this bridge, um, of pain and suffering as we go through it. Um, so hometown.com is a news aggregation site. I've got Six main categories, create news, education, uh, entertainment, uh, social, and technology. And within that is about 50 channels. Uh, I've activated and deactivated a few over the uh, years. And um, since the beginning of 2022, I haven't manipulated anything. Um, but every time you go to hometown.com, it reassesses everything and throws it onto the front page. And then after that, you just kind of scroll down and you click on various articles and they take you to various places within hometown, all of these 50 channels. And let's go with the first one. Um, the very first article is uh, the biggest barrier to starting a successful side hustle and how to get past it. And whenever I, read these. Um, the biggest barrier to starting a side hustle is actually getting traction. There's nothing else. There's really nothing else. You have to have time. Naturally, everybody does. You can't do everything all the time every day. You need some form of money to keep yourself going. You have to be personable. You have to be passionate about it. You have to be engaging to some degree. By the way, um, the way that I've got things set up right now is, uh, my main system is for gaming. Um, so I don't have, my chat is up there. Um, so if I look up and, and I seem like I'm distracted by something, I'm actually looking at chat. I'm sorry about that. I, I'm still working out, uh, the flow, the workflow of this. Um, but this, uh, just get to back onto the discussion that the the side hustle thing you, you basically just have to get going and set aside the time for instance i'm only doing an hour a day i've been doing it at six o'clock i've moved it around from time to time ha that was intentional uh, but for the most part i am just doing that one hour which means that people really have to figure out am i worth that one hour of their time to come in, hang out for an hour plus. Sometimes I do hour and a half, two hours, but um, sometimes it's less. It depends on how much soapboxing I'm doing, how much, uh, you know, prattling on. Um, but the side hustle, if you're going to be streaming, is one thing. The other is everything else that I was saying. 
you have to go and find customers. You have to make something. You have to have money to produce something. You have to find the suppliers. I mean, there's so many things. What the biggest barrier is, is really your willingness to forego other things so that you can do your side hustle. I just read an article about somebody who was um, a medical student and started a side hustle on TikTok. And lo and behold, now they are what they are calling, they're titling themselves as an influencer. All right. Somewhere along the line, they got traction. And I think that is really the biggest barrier. Getting traction. If you can't find some foothold, if you can't find something to keep you moving forward, it's going to be a chore. You may never succeed. But whatever it is you do, you need whatever the side hustle is, you need to be really into it. Um, and, and show the world that you are into it and people will, will follow you. Now, the type of side hustle really matters. Okay. Some people, well, let's just leave it at some people can just present themselves and they'll get enough money on the side gig, um, probably more than what they would ever make in a nine to five conventional job but i want to see now what this article says so the biggest barrier to starting a successful side hustle it's over at uh, cnbc whenever i see these articles i also like to peel back the layers of the onion um gilly i think their name is it's g-i-l-i so i'm assuming that it's gilly uh gilly malinsky over at CNBC put this article together. There is a video. Money masters like Ramit Sethi and Kevin O'Leary discuss how to increase your earning power. That's a video that's at the top of this article. And it says, when it comes to side hustle, self-made millionaire and author of New York best-selling book, I will teach you to be rich. Uh, Ramit Sethi. So self-made millionaire always provokes a little bit of cynicism. I'd really like to know more. Um, but that would take me doing some more due diligence that I don't read these articles prior to the the show. I, I end up, um, doing some due diligence later. And if it's worthy of bringing out, you know, conversation in a later episode, like tomorrow's episode, I might do it. Um, but it says here, I think it's so frequent that we think about money as a fixed pie, and yet we can increase the size of our pie. And one great way to do that is to start a side hustle. I always hear people talking about the size of their pie. So they say um, that they love side hustles, and they were talking to Frank Holland during CNBC Make It's, Make it's Your Money virtual event. So when it comes to starting one, though, Sethi... Um, I think that's how they're pronouncing. They pronounce their name. I don't know. I don't recall ever hearing the name. Um, finds people have great barrier to entry, have great barrier to entry. Finds people have great barrier to entry. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on this phrase. Anyway, they have no idea which side hustle to start. They wait for like 20 years. Uh, and it's going to fall from the sky. He says, that's not how it works. You have to find the idea. So I am one of those people that have 
pursued their side hustle for 20 years and I was known as the idea guy. And I can tell you um, that it was with no great uh, epiphany or uh, great glee that I said to myself, you know what? The reality of finding the idea is meaningless. It's there are a million ideas out there. What really matters is taking that first step, moving forward and hustling. And nowadays there's zero barrier to entry short of devotion to whatever it is that side gig is while you are working to make ends meet. You really just have to give up hanging out with your buddies unless that is the side hustle, all right? Start up a podcast with three other friends or just one other friend where you have great chemistry and you can talk about something. For crying out loud, you could talk about widgets. And as long as it's humorous and engaging and great quality sound, you're gonna you're gonna find a following. But you have to go out and tell people too. Sorry, something that isn't supposed to turn off ever just turned off uh, in my office. So anyway, uh, I've said this before. I'm like a cat. So as soon as there is like a flash of light, I look. If there's a moat of dust flying by, I get distracted. Anyway, a lot of times your friends and family will tell you something you didn't even realize. Wow, you always keep your apartment organized. You're so stylish. You know how to train dogs. Da-da-da-da-da. So... First consider, and so they, they basically, the implication is that the first thing, the, the greatest barrier is actually that, that idea. Uh, but that's not really it, because then they go on to the rest of this. First, consider how much time you have to dedicate to it. It's the thing that I said before I even opened up this article. You really do have to figure out if you have the time to do this. For anyone keen to start their own side hustle, Michelle Schroeder Gardner, creator and editor of lifestyle blog Making Sense of Sense, has several pieces of advice herself. Schroeder Gardner started the site in 2011 and is now and now brings in an average of $760,000 per year in passive income. Passive income. So if you're a gamer, you could post videos to YouTube. I have based on me looking at things and it's anecdotal because I haven't done any scientific research, but to me, when I see people, it's taken a decade to make it to the point where they are being spoken about, um, in the, wow, they are wildly successful, but somewhere between that year one and year 10 period, um, is when they become self-sufficient, um, I am in year one. So I really hope that I am not going to be at year 10 when I become self-sufficient, but um, I'm doing this for the, what it seems to be a similar reason that a lot of other people are doing this is because they're into it. They're they're They are interested in talking about whatever it is that they're talking about or doing. So gaming or news or whatever it might be. Um, and I think that really is the biggest thing. Do you have the time to dedicate to this? Um, and it may take a considerable amount of time, particularly if you're like me, you're not running around telling everybody about it. Um, I know of a live play podcast where they were 
it's five people and they were out handing out flyers in New York city. This is well before the pandemic, but it got really going good during the pandemic because people were, um, well, <laughs> they were seeking an outlet and that was definitely something that was, they were all engaging and passionate about, um, the live play game. And I, I love their, uh, podcast. Uh, and now they're doing live streams and stuff like that. So it's really all about how much time you have to dedicate to it. Da, da, da. That's what they say right there. Um, then it says second, uh, she recommends asking yourself what skills and passions are, uh, what your skills and passions are. Finally, they say, uh, consider what your goals are in starting it. For example, do you want it to be just a part-time income or are you looking for some extra cash or are you wanting to turn it into a full-time day job? I want to do this full time. Um, I can't do it full time, but I want to do it full time. So it's all about dedication to it. Now, a, a lot of the people that I hear are running around talking about how to do this, how to do that. Um, it doesn't work like that. You know, the people that are hyping it up, Whenever I peel back the layers of the onion, they have been successful or they have made it possible because of something else in their life, making it possible for them to become successful in their side hustle. It isn't the side hustle in and of itself. So always focus on um, becoming stable and doing the side hustle and if you can groom that side hustle into being the thing that you go to. Um, but definitely don't uh, just drop everything. Um, figure out if you can keep on dedicating more and more time without sacrificing everything else. I, I know people that have um, lost their family because they've dedicated themselves to work, whatever the work is. And if you're okay with doing that, then be okay with it. Um, but for most of us, it is a side hustle and, and you sit there and grind away until you make it a success. So, but I really, it, it's never self-made millionaire and all of that kind of stuff. It's so rare that it truly is like dollar one is theirs and they've, they have no other thing that supported them. Um, it, it it's never, there's the truth is somewhere between what their marketing is and what the reality is. So let's move on before I spend too much time in this one little rant. Again, my show is supposed to be an hour. When I go off like this, it ends up being two to three. So before I do that, let me throw this into um, chat because here's the situation. I have a thing called uh, Showbot that I use to store the URLs um, so that people who stumble across my stream, the VODs, YouTube, um, the podcast, uh, wherever they find Ometown, uh, they can go there and they can vote on articles that they find interesting. And then I might uh, be able to include them in the streams in the future and discussions that I'll be having. 2023 comes around. I'm going to be doing um, spinning up five more shows. Um, when they kick off, I'm not quite sure, but in, uh, January of 2023, I'll be spinning up more shows, including a VR show. Um, 
That's why I'm now dual streaming because I just couldn't tax one system with VR uh, and stream at the same time. Um, but if you go over to um, ohmtown.showbot.tv, it will give you a list of the articles uh, that I'm talking about each uh, day. And they sit there for 24 hours and then I wipe them out and they become show notes. So you'll always have them. Uh, but you won't be able to vote on them after the 24 hours because this show, hometown daily news show is a daily show. It's very temporal bound. Um, we'll, we move on each day and talk about stuff that resurfaces. Uh, and I might end up doing this show longer, two or three hours a night. Uh, it really depends on, uh, how many uh, people show up and, and if I can dedicate more time, uh, I would really like to though. Okay. Well, anyway, enough of that. The next article is over on the Tabletop Knights channel. Spellforce Conquest of EO trailer introduces the Necromancer archetype. Um, it's the latest title in the Spellforce hybrid RPG and strategy series and puts players in the role of a wizard who starts off with their own small wizard tower aiming to become the greatest mage in history. That's me. I want to become the greatest mage in history. Uh, players obtain new spells while seeking to grow their power and influence. Players can send armies of heroes and minions to explore the world, obtain artifacts, battle rivals, and factions, uh, while also expanding their tower. Um, I had the first version of this. It's over on um, Steam. You can actually um, put it in your uh, wish list. And uh, it will drop at some point. I'm not quite sure when, uh, but it looks good to me. Uh, Alex Fuller is the person that put the article together over at rpgamer.com. And uh, they tell a little bit more. And there is a video. I don't play the videos from uh, channels that, or I should say websites that I aggregate some little snippet from. Um, but I don't provide all of the information either. I want you to go over to rpgamer.com and watch this video and show Alex Fuller that you appreciate their writing um, because there is more over there. Um, it's one of three mage archetypes, according to Alex Fuller. So go check it out. And uh, let me throw that in the chat as well. And for now, this is how I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to work out the workflow so that it's a little bit smoother and I don't um, delay going between windows. Um, I just haven't been able to figure out a way to put the chat here on my now um, gaming machine. It's sitting on my streaming machine, which is a, a, a different interface. Anyway... Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, Tabletop Nights is the next location for uh, an article. And it says, uh, learn about monster collecting and town building in this upcoming RPG port. Bandai Namco opens pre-orders for Digimon World Next Order with a new trailer and screenshots. This is over at RPGsite.net. And Adam Vatel is the author of this. They've got a video as well, but it's a press release that says pre-orders are available on the Bandai Namco Entertainment Store and Amazon.com in the United States, as well as the Bandai Namco Entertainment Store for Canadian fans. Boxed copies of the limited uh, Nintendo Switch game purchased through Bandai Namco Entertainment Store. They, they, apparently they're going to say this every time. Um, will include an official beanie. 
I want the beanie. I've never played Digimon anything. So will this come to PC at all? It says Steam. So awesome. I'll check it out. Uh, I'll I'll put it in my uh, my wish list. Um, yeah, I've never played anything Digimon, but I'm interested in this kind of stuff. So in Digimon World Next Order, the Digimon World has run rampant with uh, Machine Dramon and is now in a state of utter chaos as a digidestined players must restore order in the world and recruit as many faithful Digimon companions as possible to rebuild the digital world. They will need to balance both training and exploration to stop the virus infected Digimon from causing complete destruction. Pretty neat. It is basically a digital version of Pokemon. Yeah, I want the beanie, but I probably won't pay $60 for it. It's supposed to be available February 22nd, 2023 for 60 bucks. And yeah, it's going to be on the Switch and PC via Steam. I'm really interested in VR stuff, so I really want every game to have, to be VR nowadays. Uh, the next article is over in uh, the Hatch Ideas channel. Burger King and Wendy's both just debuted new Italian-style sandwiches as the Chicken Sandwiches Wars heat back up, and here's how they compare. So somebody went and compared these uh, burgers uh, from businessinsider.com, uh, Mary Meisenzel. Uh, and I just want to say, first off, I really don't want to see bites taken, actual bites taken out of um, food. I don't know why it, it really doesn't make it more appealing or less appealing. It just goes straight to disgusting for me. Um, but I also want to say that Demolition Man is now a documentary because this is the beginning of the fast food wars. Taco Bell won in Demolition Man, so... Um, right? It was Demolition Man. Now I'm starting to question myself. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, right? Yeah, it was Demolition Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I think that this is the beginning of the uh, fast food wars. And as soon as Taco Bell enters uh, the battle arena... And uh, comes out swinging. I think they're going to win because there is a few and far between, um, I guess, Mexican style um, fast food, like tacos and stuff like that. Tacos and burritos. You don't have a lot of fast food uh, tacos and burritos. You know, California tortilla maybe, uh, but Taco Bell is really all over the place. Um, and Wendy's and Burger King just can't measure up to that. And people kind of, I'm going to say something that's not supposed to be a pun, but uh, a lot of people poo-poo um, Taco Bell um, because of what some people go through when they eat Taco Bell. Um, but that's because you lack fiber in your diet. So there you have it. Anyway, uh, both brands are taking advantage of decreased chicken prices and working with popular flavors. An analyst told Insider, the Wendy's sandwich sounded good but had poor execution, but Burger King's was delicious. Sorry, my firewall just popped up now too. You know, I feel like I'm a hot mess today. 
After two years of high poultry prices, chicken is once again affordable, prompting the fast food chicken sandwich wars to rev back up. Yeah, that's right. Fight, fight, fight. Fight for us customers. Give us something more, better, um, more, uh, more for our money, more cluck for our buck. I said that. I'm just going to leave that there, too. It's not very surprising that the con uh, competing burger chains will roll out such similar items right now. CEO and president of Kilinowski Equity Associates, Mark Kilinowski, told Insider. Oh, right. I, to me, I don't know. A widely popular Italian flavors are widely popular with broad appeal and two biggest casual uh, dining chains, Applebee's and Olive Garden, both serve plenty of Italian food. But these are just Italian-style chicken sandwiches. Come on. I, th there's no way that they're going to measure up. Maybe to Olive Garden. Um, no, I don't know. Applebee's or Olive Garden. Olive Garden's pretty good. You know what? I'm ruining any sponsorship chain oppor opportunities. So let me just say that uh, I, I like Wendy's. Uh, I, I like Popeye's. Um uh, Burger King's okay. I don't know. Let's see what McDonald's has to offer, right? Come on, McDonald's, throw in your Italian chicken sandwich now. Let's go and uh, compete across the board. That is a shiny potato bun. And you know what? Let's not talk about buns. The next article is over on the Hatch Ideas channel. These are the worst holiday gifts, according to one survey, and why... Some think candles definitely should make the list. So this is also over at um, businessinsider.com. Jordan Hart is the author of this. Do you think candles should make the list as uh, worst holiday gifts? I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's like 40 hours of burn time and it smells great and lights up the room. You get mood lighting, you know, and sometimes you want to surf the Internet with a candle by your side. You dim your monitor. Just me? Okay, anyway. 28% um, of respondents thought defective discount items were the worst. Well, it's defective. Why only 28%? I think anything defective discount item would be the worst gift. Over 6,000 adults around the world shared their bad gift experiences in a new survey. Candles also aren't considered a great gift choice. Women's Health Magazine reports. Well, um, I hope you're not watching and you know who you are. Uh, anyway, and now you know why. <laughs> if I'm nervous during Christmas, it's because I got you candles. Okay, look. I'm coming clean here on the stream and now it's a podcast and on YouTube. Uh, defective items bought at a discounted price topped the list while 10% of respondents said knockoff luxury items weren't a good idea. Gifts related to weight loss, including a scale, a gym membership and other weight loss items were also among the top 10 worst gifts, according to the respondents for crying out loud people. Why not just get, you know, a uh, dish soap 
and uh, scrub daddies for Christmas as well. That'll always go over well. Anyway, there's the list. Um, you can go over to Business Insider and read the rest of this. I'm going to move on to the next article. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I need to do something. I'm sorry. Um, do, 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 What did I do? And Dynamco. That far back? You know, I am just slacking. Um, let me do it this way. I can do it any way I want. There we go. Dunk. And I'll do this one. Sorry about the delays, folks. I will, I'll leave all of this in so you can fast forward if you want. Um, and this one, now we're all caught up. I think. There you go. Uh, check out the demo for this sci-fi shooter fusing retro and modern elements. Ambitious shooter project uh, Salako has released a demo showing off the work on immersion, uh, immersive world building and AI that go into its sci-fi shooting and run and gun set pieces. Salako is a future or as a fusion of retro and uh, more recent FPS designs built that as it is in the GZ Doom engine. And name-checking inspirations in Quake and Doom, yes, also fears AI design and the broader theme of destructible environments. This is over in the Warcrafters channel, um, but it was acquired from PCGamer.com. Jonathan Bolding is the author of this, and it says Salako's uh, based on the Doom engine, but its inventive game world and diverse influences wouldn't tell you that. And uh, let's see if there's something else in here. It just says uh, that's that that's pretty much it. You can find Salako in his brand new demo on Steam. I'm going to go and favorite that. Well, I'm going to add it to my wish list. If you played the prior demo and want to know what's new, the patch notes are on Steam as well. I'll probably download the uh, demo and play it. Who knows? Maybe I'll stream it. But go check it out, Salako, S-E-L-A-C-O, over on Steam. Now, the next article, and I'm going to kind of speed up. I'm, I'm, I think I'm looking at how much time now? Yeah, about 30 minutes. If you are in my chat and you are interested in talking about something, just uh, drop me a note. I can see it. Uh, frustrated virtual reality pioneer leaves Facebook's parent. They're talking about Meta and they're talking about Carmack. Um, a prominent video game creator who helped lead Facebook's expansion into VR has resigned from the social networking service corporate parent. They're being very cagey about how they put this together. And it's from ABC News. Um, after becoming disillusioned with the way the technology is being managed. And yeah, um, Michael Led, I can't pronounce the last name. I'm sorry. Ledkey, I guess. Ledkey. Let's just say it's Ledkey. If you know this person, correct me phonetically. You can actually hit exclamation point S. Um, let me throw that in a chat as well. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. And um, yeah, it's Carmack. So I don't know why they're being cagey about it. A prominent video game. And then they say John Carmack is 
cut his ties with meta platforms. It's so cagey. Is that the new clickbait? Like you say really nebulous verbiage and then you drop the bomb on them in that second paragraph four lines later. It doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Uh, John Carmack cut his ties with Meta Platforms, a holding company created last year by Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know if they're a holding company. Maybe. I'll have to look. Is Meta Platforms an actual holding company? Um, They're doing actual work in the name of Meta, right? In a Friday letter that vented his frustration as he stepped down as an executive consultant in VR. There's no way to sugarcoat this. I think our organization is operating at half the effectiveness that would make me happy, Carmack wrote in a letter, which he shared on Facebook. <laughs> Irony. Uh, some may scoff and contend we are doing just fine, but the others will laugh and say half. Ha, I'm at quarter efficiency. In response to an inquiry about Carmack's resignation and remarks, Meta on Saturday directed the Associated Press to a tweet from its chief technology officer and head of Reality Labs, uh, of its Reality Labs, Andrew Bosworth. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure just how much John Carmack's exit is going to impact the development of VR-related materials. There are a lot of people that are chomping at the bit, and I never for a moment believe that there is only one person capable of doing evolution or revolutionary steps uh, in an enterprise. I think it's all about just finding the person um, and uh, them being given carte blanche to do what they need to do to make something successful. Um, You can find brilliant artists all over the world, brilliant writers all over the world. The problem is finding them and giving them a chance. Equity, you know, because really just because you've done it for 20 or 30 years doesn't necessarily mean you are the only person for the gig. Anyway, the challenges have caused Meta stock to lose nearly two-thirds of its value so far this year, wiping out about $575 billion in shareholder wealth. Because it says, while Metaverse's losses have been mounting, Facebook and affiliated services such as Instagram have been suffering a downturn in advertising that brings in most of the company's revenue. Yeah, so it's not really about performance so much. Um, Maybe a shakeup needs to take place in some different blood Uh, needs to take a look at things with different eyes. Let's move on to the next article. This is over in the Warcrafters channel. Um, One second while I throw this into chat. It says, automate the collapse of reality in clicker antimatter dimensions now on Steam says here, look, I'm just going to say, and that's not me talking, it's the author's little snippet. I normally take far less. I have to look at this aggregation from Gatherer and and see what's going on. Uh, But it says here, I'm going, uh, look, I'm going to say that if you're a processes-focused tech geek with attention deficit disorder and have things to do, just turn around and get out because incremental idler clicker antimatter dimensions will probably eat a lot of your brain space for days to come and you will you have to work or a family or have some holidays, uh, which really brings me to another note. Um, I will be unavailable um, probably 
uh, for a couple of days uh, next week around the holiday. And um, I maybe I can front load some news and, and um, still post it as a podcast and to YouTube. Um, I don't think that I might be able to restream uh, or replay a, a stream here on uh, Twitch. I think that feature got taken away, but anyway, I'll, I'll get it done. I don't want to actually not, I, I don't want to miss a day. Um, but it's very frustrating for me that I actually have to miss a day, um, or two. Um, yeah, it's just a necessary evil or, I, you know, I don't want to frame it that way. Uh, I want to go, I want to do what I need to do. Um, I want to be there. Um, but I also am stuck that I really want to do a stream every single day for a year. Um, and then reevaluate. Maybe I do need to take a day off each week or something like that. Or do a short stream on another day. I don't know. Anyway, I'll figure it out before the year starts. And maybe I can replay it again next year. Um, automate the collapse of reality. So let's take a look at this article over at um, PCGamer.com. Jonathan Bolding again. Another article where we apologize about your free time going away. Uh, let's see here. At its core, this is a game about collecting antimatter until you have an infinite. Until you have infinite? Well, they have a little typo. Infinite? Antimatter. Then collapsing the universe to gain in an infinity. Infinity is, in the way of these things, a currency that can be used to gain upgrades. Then it balloons wildly outward from there. Every time you thought a specific prestige mechanic of some kind would be the end game, it became a new game in and of itself. So I will end up getting this game. Antimatter Dimensions is over at Steam. So go get it. There is more at this article, by the way. So go and check that out as well. The next article is over in the Hatch Ideas channel. Uh, Annoying Captcha is still big for Google and e-commerce in uh, bot battle and likely to stay that way. Some cybersecurity experts say CAPTCHA asking you to spot traffic lights is useless in the fight against bots, but the Google owned technology is improving. Now this is probably, Oh wow. So North Korea just fired. Well, I don't know. It says breaking, but I don't know when it actually took place. North Korea fired another ballistic missile. Um, I don't know if it is a test or if it actually landed somewhere. Uh, Barbara Collins over at CNBC wrote this article about CAPTCHA. Uh, Bots backed by tens of thousands of lines of code are increasingly good at acting like humans. That has some cybersecurity experts saying tools like CAPTCHA designed to make humans prove that they're not bots. I am a bot. um, Have failed by targeting us rather than machines and come at a cost for e-commerce sites in abandoned sales transactions. Yes. If the friction to purchase is too high, customers will walk away. Um, but Google, which owns reCAPTCHA says it's constantly improving and other cyber analysts say the underlying bot detection technology has a continuing role to play in combination with newer cyber defense models. Now there's more to this article, but really, uh, CAPTCHA is about solving certain puzzles 
um, detecting or doing a formula um, or uh, moving a puzzle piece or orienting a graphic or saying what a sequence of letters or numbers or a combination thereof is all kinds of stuff. Um, the real problem here is that AI and machine learning technologies are advancing in pace with this kind of thing. And all it takes is a program to do what humans do. And I say this to people all the time, and I say this almost uh, uh, weekly. If I can take your program, your behavior, turn it into a series of steps, you're an algorithm and I can replace you with automation. So what you really need to do, particularly for your side gig, is a bespoke, high quality, customer centric, high quality products or services, whatever it might be. Um, and that can't be done by a bot um, because it's too intricate, it's too detailed, it's too bespoke, it's too customized, um, too personal. Well, captures they're going to get done by bots. That's just the way that it's going to happen. Uh, Google's evolving approach to bot detection. Um, Google ac acquired reCAPTCHA, a CAPTCHA service developed by uh, Louis von Ahn, I think it's the last name, or Ann, uh, one of the original researchers who developed CAPTCHA and went on to co-found language learning app Duolingo in 2009 and has since developed multiple updated versions of the service. It's now one of the most popular CAPTCHA platforms. Uh, but uh, that that's basically the nuts and bolts of this article. So you can go and check out more. There is always minutia um, when it comes to these articles. Uh, and the last article for tonight, today, wherever you might be in terms of the news that funnels through Ometown and all news and all roads go to the town center of Ometown. A DC bill would allow judges to grant custody of pets and consider their welfare in divorce cases. A, uh, the legislation would permit DC judges to assign sole or joint ownership of a pet based on the care and best interests of the animal. The judge would also be authorized to issue an order to require a party to care for an animal, but an order providing for the care of the pet during the court proceedings would not impact the decision on ownership. The bill would additionally allow animal control vehicles to use emergency lights and sirens when they are responding to life-threatening situations. Dogfighting tools and equipment, sexual contact with animals, cat declawing would also be prohibited under the legislation. Yes, I skimmed right through something that I never thought that I would say out loud. Uh, pet operators, pet store operators would also only be allowed to sell mammals, amphibians. All right. Uh, reptiles, arachnids, or birds, if they are obtained from DC Animal Care and Control Agency, a Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Shelter, Humane Society Shelter, or Rescue Group in a cooperative agreement with at least one public or private shelter. Um, I'm going to click this and take you to the uh, kitten and puppy tax that powers the internet. This is an article over at the Hill, by the way, by Jared Gans. Yeah, okay. So there is, like all of these articles, more to it. Um, but I encourage you to go and uh, read about this. 
I think that it's um, interesting that it has come to this point in divorce proceedings that the custody of pets um, is something that is part and parcel to the divorce. Usually it, there's just an argument about who gets the dog or the cat or something like that. And it gets kind of hashed out um, in negotiations with the attorneys. What I think is really interesting though is, and this one is really going to be, um, so legally blonde is the first to discuss this aspect of it because, um, the hairdresser, um, or uh, what do you haircut specialist engineer? I'm not sure. Um, whatever the term is, um, to describe what she was doing, um, she broke up with somebody and the significant other kept the dog and she wanted the dog. And so, um, the, uh, I can't remember her name now. Oh, I can't believe it. I forgot her name. Uh, we were just discussing this a couple of days ago. Maybe, yeah, a couple of days ago, I was talking about this legally blonde. Anyway, um, she went over and, um, did something that is unethical. You're not supposed to, uh, pretend that you're an attorney. Um, you, you can end up in some serious trouble. And if you're a law student and you pretend to be an attorney, you're punted, um, if it's found out. So anyway, uh, she went and got the dog from the husband or boyfriend after they got divorced or split up. I'm not really sure anymore. I'm going to end up watching that tomorrow just so that I can get all of my ducks in a row and that'll probably end up in the divorce case too. Anyway, I'm a bot, so I can say these things. I am Marwat and that is hometown.com. Swing by, become a citizen. Let me know how it goes. I will see you tomorrow. I'm going to shoot for 6 PM. I'll probably end up doing it nine to 10. Um, just so you know. Follow me so that you can be alerted when I go live. Uh, sorry for the uh, the short stream and then restart. Um, something was going on with my bandwidth, but I'm streaming out of here at 6,000. L Woods, thank you. Um, my, who I am trying to get to be my co-host, um, just sent me a text saying it's L Woods. Um, and I'm reading between the lines. Um, I'm, I am being called by getting this, this text, I'm being called a dipshit at the same time. No, they, they're not calling me that. Anyway, that's my own internal. See, now I'm getting other texts too. Oh, it's a smiley face. So I guess I'm doing all right. Okay. I'm out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.